guys. Hi. It's been a while. It has been a while. How are you, Rom Squad? It's almost summertime. I hope everyone's happy about that coming. Turn. Is it not yet summer? Tech, like it's been cold in New York, and it was like really rainy yesterday. Oh, okay. I mean, so it's but we're <laughs> close. We're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Once Memorial Day, it's it's all happening. So yeah, that's it. That that is true hoeing season. <laughs> not <laughs> hoeing season. Everyone's raring. And I tell you what, I went out last night uh, and New York is ready. <laughs> New York is ready. Okay. I saw, so I was like, first of all, maybe I haven't been out in ages um, because I don't remember these many stomachs on display. All respect. It's also cold. Yeah. Like all respect. I, I was like, love okay, it. all right. All right. Stomachs. All right. Titties. Okay. We're okay. New York is how, not playing. How the Met. How are the men's looking? Like, tell me what it's like down there. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, yeah, I, 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 was I wish you could have seen Nana's face as she asked that question. Mm. I want to know. I thought she was like, like this like, southern you... belle. <laughs> <laughs> but she kind of is anyway. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, the men look like they normally do. I feel like they should really like. I feel like it can't be the only women. It can't just be women showing skin. I think men, if you listen yeah. to the rom, if you're part of the rom squad, and you should be not just the ones that we date, but other ones that you know, other men should be part of the rom squad. Anyway, if you're part of the rom squad, think about bearing more ankle, a little thigh. You know, think about it. You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> a little ankle, a little, a little thigh thigh. meat doesn't never hurt nobody. <laughs> a little bit when it's hot, just a little bit. You know, some arms. You know, think about it. maybe you do a crop top just to see how it feels. Like bring back like the you know. 80s, 90s style type crop top dudes. Like it can't just be the women. I'm not into it. Oh my god. I'm not into. I what is your peak feel like ma- male summer fashion? Like what? Like what? Like what would do it for you? If it's not the crop top. That's a good question. I think nothing does it more for me than someone in a European cut suit. It's too hot. So like for I, Nana. I know it's too hot. So like, let me think. You know what? I don't know if it's a style that has really taken off. I think to extent, a certain extent, but like think of like you know French Riviera like nineteen fifties. Like oh, I, when I think of like what Jude Law yeah. was wearing and the talented Mister Ripley. Oh, that's like good. if I saw, yeah, you know what I mean. Good. That's, that's nice. Good. It's a little lightweight, but it's like it's got class. Well, millennial you know? men don't really dress like that though. <laughs> they don't. They, they love don't. a good t-shirt. A they love a good t-shirt. You know, can't go wrong. Maybe like, do they even still wear jerseys like that? No, not really. And some Jordans. I don't know, but it's... Some Nikes. Yeah, no. But no, I want like the khaki pants rolled up. You know what I mean? You've seen mm, the, the little ankles. cuffs and the ankles. Like, no socks yeah, and the, the shoes. Cuffs. Don't wear the socks. <laughs> yeah, don't no wear socks. Because oh. I said we want to see ankles. <laughs> we want to see ankles all summer. Yeah. Oh. And kind of like a lightweight button down. Almost yeah. Like, uh, kind of like Cuban. Now you're wide, talking. You know, now you're pants, talking. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well. That's what I want to see. I didn't see that yesterday. I will say that. I was at this bar <laughs> and I did not. I didn't see that. But I, I was at this bar and I was like, you know what? Okay. I see what the women are wearing. Noted. Men. Yeah. As usual. Just not. Not bringing not, it. Not bringing it. They just don't give what they should give. The women are giving everything. Yeah. 
And the men are just like that. That it's like she's Barbie. He's just Ken, like legit, like in real life. Like I know, yeah, I know. I know. That is like that. I hundred percent encapsulates the New York dating. It's like facts. Women trying really hard. Yeah, yeah. Even um, in heels, it's, it's tough being hetero. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's tough being hetero. <laughs> Anyone that's not hetero seems podcast is like I'm gonna stone both of them. It's so tough being hetero. <laughs> Is it? Is it tough being that's, norm? That's actually, I shouldn't even say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should, I no, but guys, we're not clearly. saying that ironically. Obviously, it's not. But Obviously. she was saying that ironically because honestly, like as a universal thing, we well, being a hetero woman it was what I was being more specific about. Okay, too. well, that's. Okay. <laughs> I think it's great. That's. I, that I think is it's great fair, for the that's men. very different from being a hetero <laughs> man because a hetero man, <laughs> that bar keeps getting lower. <laughs> It keeps getting yeah. lower and lower. We get older, the bar gets lower. It's confusing. What is it? I know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, like, that yeah. lo- we're keeping all of that in, Nana, by the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. But all that's right. not why we're here today. We've talked about a bunch of stuff, uh, but I'm Misan. This is my buddy. Nana. And we are. What are we, Nana? We're hell yeah. And let's make it quick this time because this is a mini episode. That's right. We are two Badass lawyer ladies of West African descent with an African do attitude. And we are here to talk about love. Why? Because that's what gives us these pockets of pleasure mm. in this dark world we mm. live in. And so the whole <laughs> yeah. snap. So this podcast <laughs> Snap Snap. Ashe Ashe. Ashe Ashe. Misad and I are friends. We go way back to college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're lawyer ladies, obviously mentioned that. And we started this podcast because we both realized we had a deep love of rom- everything romance, That's- the romance genre and all its iterations. And, you know, it's oftentimes dismissed. But one, it's like, a, like I said, a pocket of pleasure. And two, we think that there's actually valuable things to learn from romantic content. And so here we are kicking it to you with hell. Yeah. She did it all, guys. She did it all. She did it quickly. She did it quickly. Anyway, guys. Well, excuse me. Uh, What are we talking today? Uh, Talking about today, Nana, by the way. We are talking about Queen Charlotte. Yes, I wish we could do it. I can't do a British accent because if like if I was gonna be, I was literally. I could, I could see it in your eye, thinking like, should I do it? Should I do it? Yeah, I want to do it. I, I can't. I can't do it. It takes. It takes me too long to do, know, get into it. I know. I can't it, won't be, it. it won't be. Anyway, we ain't nobody got time for that's it. right. Because this is supposed to be a mini episode, so we're gonna try to be less chatty. Mm-hmm. Wish us luck, Rom Squad. It won't yeah. be great, um, but let's see if we can do it. So we're talking about Queen Charlotte today, which is the Netflix series. Um, that is a Bridgerton spinoff, uh, but about a real person. But it is a alternate history, uh, and yeah, it's heavily it's, fictionalized. It's, it's, Let's ha- it's very straight. much alternate because, like, uh, well, you know, the first thing is Queen Charlotte is black, so like that just tells you yeah. all about. Well, should we just address? Should we address this? We should address it. She, well. Okay, because I there was like scuttlebutt that she had black ancestry back in the day, right? And so I think that's what like Shonda and Co are working off of. And you do look at the portraits of her, and she does have a Negro nose. She had she had the- Moorish <laughs> dynasty, but like it was like yeah, or, sorry, exa- Moorish ancestry. Yeah, it was like several, but it was like several generations, it was several ago. generations. Like, it's, it was and it's several, like one or two but- scholars said that it's tenuous. It's tenuous. Yeah, it's tenuous. I will say you look at the pictures and you're like, she looks like a light-skinned black woman. So I don't know. But I, I'm sure someone watched, saw those pictures and their imagination went Yeah, they're like, wild. wait, that's, that's why. To quote Beyonce, yeah. is that a Negro nose? It's a Negro nose. Yes, ex- 
Exactly. But yeah, so I think like her her ancestors were some, like from like the 1200s or something. So it's like <laughs> several it's centuries. It's like, come back. on, guys. Like, <laughs> it's stretching. It's straining credulity. It's but like, you know what? That's a, that's a Shonda thing to strain credulity with the show. It's, she's not yeah, new to this. She's true to this. So like, you know what? Fine. We'll go. We'll go with the fact that Queen Charlotte, who was married to King George, was it the third? Was it even the third? The third, King George yeah. the Third, yeah. the one that was a colonial, like you know, he presided over like the colonies, basically. Who was like heavily involved, heavily involved, the strong, given his like you know limitations, but like was part of what like you know had slavery going on in America. Sure, his wife was you know like fine. We'll go with it. That sounds, yeah. that sounds right. That feels like it should be a fun. Yeah, I think. Sport. Yeah, there was some complicated. I don't we don't need to get into the British, like the history of slavery in the British Empire. It's too complicated. But that's because con- I was like, there are things that say that he was like not super pro slavery and like, I think like rolled it back within like England right but not everywhere else so they were still profiting from it mm-hmm. and so it's m- mad complicated I, I I just point that out to say there are probably little bits in histories that might have indicated that one his wife had like Moorish like and we're, whatever like Moorish for generations back yeah. um, blood yeah. and that he might have been a little bit more abolitionist than some of his predecessors and I think someone just ran with that and it was like he is gonna he's gonna integrate the entire realm <laughs> it wasn't even him, really. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, that's the let me let Lana get into the plot because I have a lot of thoughts. Clearly, well, the plot is like, yeah, I think I'm going to try to do this short because a lot. You know, the weird thing about this is not that much happens. True, right? Very so, true. like that, very, very it's it's actually very interesting. So we have Queen. Well, I guess she starts off as Charlotte of. I, I, I can't say the words Mecklenburg. Yeah, she's like German. She's, she's German. Yeah, she's German and she's from like, I don't know where, the Holy Roman Empire. Um, but she has like, basically they have like one of these like little duchies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like her, she and her brother have like a tiny little kingdom and they need a lot of protection. So her brother like has a marriage contract that like basically marries her off to the King George the Third, the King of England, and everybody's kind of it feels like very foreboding because everybody's like, oh, we don't really talk about the king, you know? It's like that we don't. What's that like? We don't talk about Bruno or whatever. <laughs> like that's like the like that's the vibe that you're getting. Yeah, totally. And so like, uh, there's like, and um, and she's like very petulant. She's 17. Her brother is her sole guardian. You get the fat like sense that. He's given her a lot of liberty and leeway. They have like not he doesn't have a totally domineering patriarchal like relationship mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. her until it counts. Right. Mm-hmm. When, then he does because mm-hmm. he sells her mm-hmm. off. And so then she goes um, and she like meets the mom who's print. What's the name of the. Uh, oh, what's her the face? Dowager uh, the Dowager Princess. Uh, what is. Oh, my God. What is she called? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Uh, sorry. Is it an does it start with an A? I don't remember. Hold on. Yeah. Augusta. 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 There we go. She's played by. She's, a, she's played by. Yeah, she's played by the lady who plays Caitlin Stark. Michelle um, Fairley, and I have to say, she does great facial, like her facial acting. She does. She does. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and so the the mom, she's the mom, and essentially like she's like essentially like running the the country with like the like lords of parliament, mm-hmm. you know, like the prime minister, mm-hmm. and like and the king is like not super involved, and so like she, I think like she needs to get an heir, so she like ships this woman in who doesn't know anything about him, 
a 17 year old find out she, like a little a 17 a year old yeah and they find out they find out that she's black and it's like what? <laughs> you know like she's darker than we thought and so then her the bob um, there's that really Augusta, horrifying like, scene when she's like trying to wipe it off her skin off and i'm like yeah 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 ah, it, 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 yeah sure. it, yeah okay. uh, yeah she like kind of looks <laughs> That whole scene was very slave auction-y. I felt very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. so <laughs> The way they were much. looking at her. It was so the way she was like, it was like a little too much. Oh, too um, real. Legit. Like, honestly. Yeah. It was not yeah. great. Yeah. But um, th- th- they're like, oh, well, I guess because she's black, like we, I don't really even understand the reasoning, but they were like, okay, we have to integrate like the court and everything because now we have a black queen. I guess to make it look intentional that she was black. I don't know. That was I, I, I got didn't curl all the way over for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to <laughs> Your it. Face right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, but anyway, like you can tell, Charlotte is super educated. She is from the continent of Europe, right? So she knows the best fashion. She's going to Paris. Mm-hmm. She's educated. She reads, and then she comes to England, which is like essentially like it's powerful, but it's like culturally backwards, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so like they want her to wear a dowdy dress, even though she has a beautiful dress from paris and they like don't really care about her mind at all and they just like want her to essentially be like a prized mare and like breed for them Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. again because of the racial stuff as i'm saying this this gets really uncomfortable now i didn't think about it when i was watching it but as i say (laughs) just all mm, not nah yeah Like I said. Yeah. I'm just like, as I say this. They're like, this is getting worse as I talk. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Shiloh wants to run away. um, But of course, like, so like at at the wedding day, like she is going to somehow try to escape, which is not a well thought out plan. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. I mean, she's like climbing over the walls. Um, of the garden a very charming man is like flirting with her and is like oh like what are you doing and you know they have some back and forth also and side note what you- that was the that was that entire clip that they released like six months ago or a year ago yeah that is the whole thing that was like because I was not going to watch the show because I like I've been yeah. burned by Shonda many a time okay and I'm not I don't like <laughs> to do it anymore because I know what I'm getting she burned me with Grey's Anatomy she burned me a private practice she burned me with Scandal <laughs> And so it's just like, you know what, Shonda, we don't have to do it. It's fine. Like, you'll have your contingent. It just won't be me. But she got me again because she loves an inter- yeah, she she did. interracial couple was- with chemistry. She loves with it. dancer. Yeah. That is Shonda's whole thing, yes. man. Yes. A, a, yeah. a monoracial couple? Psh, disgusting. <laughs> not Shonda. Not with Shonda's no, pen. Not- it's not happening. Uh, Grey's, An- Grey's Anatomy, there were some monoracial couples. So. In season 15. <laughs> No, Meredith Bailey, and Derek. Bailey and yeah, fair. Bailey and what's his face? Played by Jason George, right? Huh? The monoracial couple, Bailey, Miranda Bailey, and her husband, whatever is whatever that doctor's oh, name is. I, I don't remember him at all. Oh, later down the line. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who what other oh, what yeah, monoracial yeah, yeah, couple yeah, yeah. are you uh, thinking I, about? I, I'm thinking I was, when I say monoracial, I mean black couple. I'm trying to be honest. Like, I'm not talking about Oh, oh, to okay, because I was like, they're playing. I know because yeah, no, yeah, ones. fine. Well, like, whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. But when I say, but I mean like yes. black couple, yes. monoracial black yes, couple. Because you're right, you know, Derek and Addison, Derek and Meredith, Derek and blah blah blah. Yeah. that what I'm really thinking about is that. And oh, then yes, that absolutely doesn't really happen in her show. She's like, okay, yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, go back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. 
<laughs> I'm glad we sorted. That I am out. too. <laughs> uh, so the, I do. I will say uh, I'm getting bogged in the weeds, but the banter is super cute Very. in discussing with him because she's like, "I want to leave because the king is a troll," and he's like, kind of has quirks his lips, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, "Ooh, amused." Um, but we find out that he's the king, and I think he makes her feel like sufficiently at ease that he goes back and marries her. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she is excited. Like there, there's. She doesn't know what's supposed to happen on the wedding night, but she knows that there's like some marital relations or duties she needs to fulfill. Mm-hmm. We will circle back to this. I cannot believe nobody told her this, but I guess being a woman. I mean, right? it's about right um, for that time period, though. Like legit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairness. Yeah. Um, and so, but on the wedding night, she's like, "Oh, I married this like really dreamy guy, yay!" And then like he's like, "I have a surprise for you. Here's a palace you'll live in by yourself." And she's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And so. And, like, it turns out he's going to another place called Q. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, like, I'm probably going to miss some details, but we get acquainted with different people, right? So we have um, Brimsley, who's her right-hand man, um, who we had seen in the earlier Bridgerton episodes as a guy who's always fought trailing her. But we get to kind of see the um, genesis of that relationship. Mm-hmm. The king has a secretary named Reynolds. He and Brimsley have, like, kind of, like, a little, like, relationship, like, under the guise of – or not under the guise, like, just kind of in secret because obviously it was illegal to um, have gay relations at that time. A point that I did like is that they didn't like make that traumatic. Yeah. It was just like a cute little relationship, yeah. you know? Um, then, um, so yeah, she's like plotting along. And so like there's multiple storylines like on the, in the present, it's just like basically like Charlotte and the king trying to get acquainted with each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's the past where the queen, like the king is clearly like his madness has sort of overtaken him. Yeah. He's not ruling in any form anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of running things ish and she's desperate to find an heir because her lot the only living heir her granddaughter died no, and so Princess she's like trying Charlotte. to force all her children Caroline no Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah yeah she's trying to force all her children who like have like a bunch of them of like like the women some are married some are not the men it seems like a lot of them are just like with mistresses and she's like trying to get everything cleaned up so like getting people married putting a lot of pressure on people to reproduce and she wants her heir. Then we also have in the past um, Lady Agatha, who's not doing that much, honestly, but like walking around remembering things. She's in the present. She's just like literally like walking around with like her cane or whatever and just like being yeah. like, you know, Lady Danbury, kind of just like Lady Danbury yeah. essentially is what she's doing, which is much yeah. of what she does, and, to be honest, in the regular Bridgerton series. So that's true. And then, and then we kind of are exploring her friendship with Violet. Um, Bridgerton Mm -hmm. I'll get to they have like one kind of important interaction but for the most part not that much is happening in the present or even though we spend a lot of time here yeah um then meanwhile in the past like Charlotte is like feeling lonely and the king is like not around Mm -hmm. and then sometimes he like will but then he like kind of came she went to Q and she saw that he was like really obsessed with his like observatory and she was like kind of like oh like I want to hang out and like he's like no you gotta leave you know and so then I think at some point she she wanted to stay. He threw her out. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. he like very like, rudely. And then, he's like, so goes, mean. He's yeah. just like just it's not necessary. He's mean. He's mean when he's yeah. like throwing her the, out. Yeah, Brimsley and Reynolds are scheming to get the young lovers together. So like you know, no the king gives her a pomer. 
Yeah. To, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Everybody bang, wants them to bang because they need the air. Yeah. Uh, and so the mom is really concerned. The lords of parliament, the prime minister, they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brimsley and uh, Reynolds are doing some like little like matchmaking in the background, trying to like. Ski. It was very parent trappy. Yes, it was kind of cute. Was. They were... <laughs> a really good point. It was. Can I just talk about like I, this is just an aside. Can we talk about Reynolds' hair? Like it's just like it felt like it was floppy in a way. It was a little too high. Yeah, like it, I was like whoever it, the hairstylist you know did it, it, it was just like too much. What did it remind you of? It kind of reminded me of like a Dr. Seuss character or like. Yeah, it was um, just like weird. I was like, that does not fit the time. Like, why does your hair look like this? What? Like, did you, did the actor not want to cut his hair? I don't get. But then like, as we get closer to like, I don't know what episode it was. Maybe episode three or four. Started looking like less floppy and i was like this is why we this is why we have plot recaps to focus on the important it just it was so weird i kept focusing on it i was like i think it's so cute that you guys are having this like scene like the sex scene like you guys are hot and have chemistry but this hair is bizarre (laughs) and why is it not flopping down when you're having sex anyway continue Okay, so that like there's the kind of like the, the, that plot where like so it's like a push and pull. Mm-hmm. The king comes back. They like she's like really happy, even though she was upset with him because like clearly she like likes him, mm-hmm. right? Um, they start banging. Then he like le- like she overhears that. I, and there's another plot line I'll get to too, but I'm gonna focus on this. She overhears that like, him talking with his mom, where he's just basically like, "I charmed her just like you wanted," right? And so she realized it was it was very much like. I, am I just a bet? Like that kind of moment? Yeah. You know, yeah. Am I a fucking bet? Exactly. I knew and you so were going like to do the full line. It. <laughs> it was like, she can't just let it go. She has to do the full line and it deserves it. Because it felt very, it was that energy. And then it's like miscommunication galore because now she's pissed. And then they're just having angry yeah, so now she's all pissed. over the place. Yeah. So they have these like even days, odd days. And I think on, is it even it's days? It's even That's days. Yeah. Sex, that's right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, we're seeing the development of their relationship. Meanwhile, in the realm, they're integrating. Uh, Wild so, stuff, yeah. man. Wild stuff. They're integrating. Uh, we can talk about Violet's this. mom, talk- Lady Ledger is like a virulent racist, like a nice white lady yes. racist. Lord Ledger is not a racist. He's like, just, you know, a kindly old good dad. Violet isn't racist. Who wants to get a swirl who on? Treats, Let's talk about who this Who wants plot. to get a swirl on? Violet is just like a, okay. who loves her daddy so much. Violet Ledger, a nice white lady, but the real nice white lady, not the fake nice like her mom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's important is because I haven't introduced the most compelling character of the past plot line, which is Lady, a- uh, well, a- Agatha, yeah. right? Lord, and she's she becomes Lady uh, Dansbury. But at beginning, we are introduced where she's having very terrible sex with her very old. I want to talk about husband. This. They even put they even put prosthetics on him. They make that man ugly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that actor in real life? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. <laughs> We have to talk about this because that was like he made him grotesque looking and then had him be like absolutely grotesque completely. And it was like, this is so weird because like, I don't know if I want to go here. (laughs) Just go here. We're we're, we're freestyling today. So just go here. Why? Is it the monoracial thing? Yeah. But why is it like the dark skinned black man is the most like disgusting yeah, portrayal of so- a man yeah. in the entire show that we've seen. Yeah, and they made him also, ugly, like like, re- like they repulsive, made him really ugly. and made him everything about him <laughs> repulsive. Yeah, yeah. Rom Squad, my face is just one I mean, of confusion. So you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, he is. 
he is he is grotesque. He is old. He keeps wanting to have relations with her, and she's like kind of like dead eyed, right? And every time it happens, she her. Well, it like, feels like there's need. like the consent seems very. It's just not. There is none, not. which which makes sense for the time, yeah, right? So we learned that she was. I like, mean, look at this we nice that looking. Was, look at this nice looking sixty two year old man that they made ugly. Is it fair? <laughs> <laughs> British Nigerian guy, you didn't deserve it, Cyril. You didn't. You didn't deserve it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I liked Agatha. Like one, will let. I'll just take a second. The actress, what's her name? Arsima. Yeah, Arsima. Thomas. Yeah, it's Thomas. She's stunning. so good, and her she is like oh my so god, beautiful. What a talent. What a her talent. her acting is amazing. She just really stood out, and that's not to say that India Armatafe. Oh my god, I love India Armatafe. She was fantastic. She's probably like she was. Her good, and Arsima but, are probably the best parts of this entire show. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. But Arsima is just like she is stunning. Her character, like she just feels like a young Lady Danbury. I don't want to spend too, too much time because we can talk about this later. But like so. But we're introduced to this woman who's so vibrant, so alive, like and just sort of like kind of spiritually dead, right? She's just like dead inside because she has this husband. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that every time he's like a little annoyed about the indignities of being a black man, he like f- forces himself on his wife essentially. And then the maid kind of bathes her, right? Mm-hmm. And she has like like she, the maid the maid will like make a bath for her so she can like get the stench and the feel of her husband off. Like it's a very sad it's existence, really a lot. Uh, yeah, and then she also has, like, kids, but she doesn't really have a relationship with them. She's also just, like, there to, like, I guess, and we'll talk about this, she's, as a woman, she's there to just breed them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we learned that she was, like, betrothed to her husband when she was, like, a little girl. Like, three. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. And, and so we get from that side that there's, like, a that there's one side and there's another side. The white side is, like, the actual realm, mm-hmm. right? That's the king. Mm-hmm. That's the, all of them. Mm-hmm. The king, the queen, their court. Um, or the qu- king, the, I guess, dowager princess in their court. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side, which are black people who are wealthy. I do not know where non-black people fit into this or non-black or non-white people fit into this. They didn't, they didn't make that they clear. Didn't, they just sort of left that. <laughs> and like if we go by I, original I, Bridgerton, they were just all part of this like multiracial society. Fine. That like yeah, there were so lords and whatever. It, but like. For example, think about Kate, right? Kate Sharma, who becomes like, you know, yeah, a yeah. Viscount, like a Viscountess Bridgerton um, in season two. But in Queen Charlotte, it's just like they just acted like nobody but the black and white people exist yeah. to, to make equal. Yeah. Which is really. Yeah. And you see, you see non black and white people, but they don't really explain where they fit in the social at all. order yeah. at all. Yeah. You also don't really understand, like, we, so I assume all the poor people are just multiracial. Yeah. So we're really just talking about the rich people, mm-hmm. right? And so there's, like, a the contingent of rich black people who have separate, like, it's a separate, quote, like, but equal kind of existence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they'll never have land. They'll never be knighted. They're never going to be part of the court, right? That So it seems until we get, like, this black queen. Mm-hmm. And so then the, the, the dowager princess, Augusta, and... I guess to make it look like they intended to have a black queen decide to like have something called the great experiment where they're going to bestow these rich black people with titles. And then, um, huh. I'm just seeing parallels between our current existence. I mean, that's that. definitely <laughs> like, that's highly educated. Highly, edu- yeah, highly educated black people. But what's <laughs> interesting is, is, which is what we like, we get into when you know, I guess to sort of like jump ahead in the plot when Lord Danbury dies, and we're not supposed to be sad about it because again, he's like grotesque and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, it's like, oh, you had like, are these only like just for the life 
of the current title holder that there is a title yeah. or is there inherent? Because, like, for example, like uh, Pr- Prince Edward, you know, of the British royal family, his mom, Queen Elizabeth II, wanted him to, and his dad wanted him to be Duke of Edinburgh, right? Um, his mm. brother, Charles, who's the king now, um, like held, withheld sort of that title until after he like ascended and like for some time. And he was like, you know, fine, Edward, you can be Duke of Edinburgh, but only for your lifetime. After that, it goes back to the crown, which is like similar to what, you know, I think like Lady Augusta and her like, you know, you know, parliament, yeah. you know, and the prime minister were trying to be like, oh, well, maybe this experiment is just for like the lifetime of these particular black people. Think of how weird that would be too. like, there was a time in history when you were lords, you know, think of that, like, think of like, what yeah. like Hotep say, kings we was kings, we was kings, it'd be like, there was a time in <laughs> we his, were lords, we and were ladies. lords and ladies in London, and then suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, we're jumping all over the place, but I can't believe they gave that title to Andrew in light of all the things that were happening. I just had to add that. Oh, uh, girl. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that mess. Legit. Let's just yeah. leave it. Let's just stick with the mess of let's this one we're that. talking about. Because that's just, let's not yeah. even go there. <laughs> that's okay. another episode. I, 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 yeah, I, but I'm, we're getting bogged down. So the, anyway, there's this whole great experiment. Lord um, Agatha uh, Danbury or whatever is made um, the lady of waiting mm-hmm. to the queen mm-hmm. and they become very good friends and she becomes like sort of a mentor or trusted friend. She teaches her like how sex works. She teaches her all this like, She's you know, like, for some of it, else though. taught her. She's fine for some of it. Yeah, but wait, yeah, yeah. but kind of like she, but in order, she is like trying to get her like husband ascendancy into society so that he's like satisfied and he leaves her alone fair, like he does fair. so he doesn't touch her That's true. and That's so true. what she does is that like the queen or the da- i keep wanting to call her the queen. she was the never queen princess. which is one part of why she's salty yeah. dowager princess augusta yeah. her husband died before he could become yeah one. yeah yeah, Dowager Princess Augusta like recognizes that Agatha is really good friends or is, has a close relationship mm-hmm. with um, Queen Charlotte, and so she basically enlists her to spy on her to see are they having marital relations, mm-hmm. has this relationship going, mm-hmm. and in in exchange for like making essentially like make because even when they have the titles, her husband is like not invited into certain spaces yeah. right? he can't go to the club yeah. like they have the, they're only sort of uh, nobility and name only but not socially mm-hmm. right and so they, she uh, Agatha uses her relationship with Queen Charlotte to sort of as leverage to negotiate more access for Lord, da- Lord Danbury and then by extension the rest of the black peerage mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so um, but what I will say is that she doesn't really give the Dowager Princess that much information. Yeah, that's true. She kind of is like holding things close to vest. I think she actually plays it very well. Mm. And then meanwhile, she understands the sort of dynamics and like the social dynamics and the the power dynamic, right, specifically. And she understands how precarious Charlotte's position is. Yeah. And she does, I think, like genuinely advise her, like you need to make this happen. Yeah. Because not only is it like your position, but like the rest of our positions are like completely sort of on the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think she I think she plays both sides in like the best way she can. That's the one thing I'm going to add. And then when I, the Dowager Princess is like digging a lot more, like I think 
because I think at some point Agatha learns about and we'll get to it the, the king's whole deal mm-hmm. and she does not she does not get into the particulars of that mm-hmm. with uh, the Dowager Princess That's true. so she just kind of plays it close to vest but she I think she and the queen are generally good friends and like it's a great female friendship that you'll see echoed in Agatha and Violet yeah. and so you just know Agatha's a real one yeah. is basically yeah. the end of it yeah those are two very different um, people yeah they're very different people. Meanwhile, like later on in the season, we we meet Violet. Her dad is like a nice white guy mm-hmm. who, like, we thought was just being nice to these black people because, yeah, because it's good to be great, nice and great, kind. Yeah, and then we find out he was attracted to Agatha. Mm-hmm. So he is. I don't know what was going on. That's, so he and yeah. Agatha have a bit of a, a flirtation after her husband dies, and her first sort of positive sexual experience is with Lord. Uh, what's his his name ledger Ledger. lord ledger and then what else oh big big they reveal like in the fifth episode what has been going on with the king the whole time Mm -hmm. right and so we find out even though he's like he's always like call me george i'm just farmer george all i want to do is farm and make an almanac and look at the stars i added the almanac thing because i'm sure he i'm sure he was doing that uh but it turns out that he has uh, some kind of undisclosed, like, and we don't even really know what it is, mental They illness. didn't really know what it was either, um, to be honest. I'm like, I guess we'll never find yeah. out, which is a shame. Some people, yeah, some people think it was maybe bipolar. Like, yeah. you know, some people think it was related to, like, sort of, like, a genetic disorder, yeah. whatever. But the point is that the show, it was, like, kind of all over the place essentially certain things like he would get into a panic Mm. and they would trigger him Mm. and then he would kind of go quote unquote mad you know and so he was like constantly just trying to stay away from people he didn't really socialize Mm. he didn't do any of that stuff but with his wife like she brought him out of his shell so they had this like ball where they like integrated the black people and the white people because that's Mm. when Lord Ledger asked Agatha to dance and his (laughs) this feels like very Harry Megan like he was like we're changing the world. <laughs> he definitely had a moment. He's he like, did. wow, with you, we can this, do anything. <laughs> and then reality sets in with that terrible doctor. Like, yeah, all of it. Yeah. It's just a shame. Can I? Yeah, and then okay, well, I, like, you need to finish the plot before I, I get into my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Really quick, but we find out that this whole time, like, he, like, wasn't hiding from his wife or he wasn't trying to stay away from her. Like, initially, he was a Q because he just wanted to protect her. Mm -hmm. Then when she kind of was insistent that they live together and he was falling in love with her, he enlisted the help of some quack doctor Doctor who essentially just tortured her. That episode was was horrible. horrible He tortured her. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was really painful. He he tortured him and, like, promising that these methods would make him well, right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. He basically gave up all his power to this man who treated him horribly Reynolds is really worried and trying to sort of mitigate it mm-hmm. but like can't because the king has like given all this power to this doctor mm-hmm. who boxes him out and Reynolds is not talking to Brimsley about it so there's tension there mm-hmm. and the queen just thinks that the king is like not around but then when he finally eventually moves into the house and they're doing even day days you learn that like oh actually like he's like on the his off days he's like being tortured by this doctor yeah, you know yeah. um and like in the cellar and then at some point when like he decides that he, the love of the queen is like enough for him and he kind of wants the doctor out the doctor i think kind of like in this like i think purposefully like kind of wiggles his way because the queen is pregnant mm-hmm. and so like goes to the doctor to be like her royal doctor yeah, he did definitely and he, on purpose. I, he, he, yeah 
Yeah, and he uses that to, like, get into the king's head. So he, like, has, like, another episode, right? Mm. And so when he has this episode where he's outside yelling at the moon and Venus and all that stuff, and the queen is, like, really scared because she's like, who have I married, Mm. right? That, like, causes a rift because she feels like everybody lied to her. But meanwhile, on the king's side, we learn that that just, like, broke his heart and he's, like, going in even harder because he wants to be well. That entire episode was just, like, absolutely heartbreaking at some point the queen um finds out what's happening um and like through that she like kind of busts in is like get the hell out of my house i never want to see you again Mm -hmm. and she's like you can just be whoever you want to be and she like hugs him you know and so that they just yeah that was really sweet um and you like Oh, because oh, the doctor had said, like, who's going to be a father, which I think kind of set him off and got him really scared. But she's like, you know, we're going to have this baby together. You know, like, yeah. they had just, like, this very positive yeah, dynamic. Um, and she, like, she, she indicated that she would love him and accepted him exactly how he was. So we have this, like, happy little ending for the lovers. Uh, then we also have, like, the Lord. Why am I talking about this? Dan, there's, a, there's a conversation Danbury and Violet have that it's, like, a big deal. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's about old ladies feeling sexy. and. Yeah. And being horny. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Um, and then also Violet learns that um, her, her friend, Lady Danbury, like had a thing with her dad. Yeah. And so then there, there's like tension in that present relationship. Mm-hmm. The queen's kids are like, wow, you're like a really terrible mother. Like you're like forcing. You don't even know why we're not having kids. Some of us are like not like fertile and you just have never cared about us and she's like what and then she also learns that she's been a good queen and a good wife but a terrible mother I didn't and- bring that true for me <laughs> I don't know I mean but she to be fair she had 15 children so it's probably hard to be a good mother to 15 children yeah we'll talk about that but I think that was the takeaway where she was like oh like I actually probably wasn't very attentive yeah no that was definitely what the show wanted me to think but it just was like it came out of nowhere so a little bit for me yeah yeah and then finally, Prince uh, Queen Charlotte and the king are like, you know, they like figure out their whole relationship thing. And we like it kind of ends kind of happily ever after in the present. But then we see in the past, like, you know, we've known because we've watched Bridgerton that he has like, um, you know, sort of mental disorders and he has these episodes. And like at the, at the, by the time we're getting to the present, I don't even think he has like good days that much anymore. Yeah, it's just like it's just m- com- random lucid moments. Yeah. But like he has, some, I guess the thing most akin to like dementia or something, right? Yes, likely, and yeah. we have a really sweet, we have a sweet moment when they, she's finally procured an heir because like a woman, her, one of her sons, she forced to get married his wife is pregnant and she's happy and she kind of like goes to the king and like he's in in the middle of one of his episodes and she kind of you know she's talking to him kind of reminds him of like who she is and the way they met you know that moment at the wall he comes back and then she's kind of like we did it we have an heir and he's like very happy and like they're lying under the bed together and she's Mm -hmm. meeting him where he is in a way that you realize like oh this is like a deep love that's like persisted despite all this stuff yeah. right and so so it's, i cried a little at that part it was sweet um that's that's this i i really struggled to do that plot recap because, but you know I I, I just, to, just to put a nice little bow on it the era was queen victoria which is very exciting <laughs> like that's very cute oh yeah yeah and then you know oh, the i Vic- didn't know that yeah so like that. it was all like she was like she was like after princess charlotte died like you know, her dad was like Prince Edward or whatever, and they ended up having Queen Victoria. So it was like the line will continue. And she was one of the great queens of England. Uh, so yeah, she had a whole bunch of kids. She had a, all like she Europe. she emulated all her, her. She emulated her grandmother. You know, like she had a whole. Let me see if Victoria had more kids than Charlotte uh, than um, 
Queen yeah, Victoria, Char- because all like all like all the warring European monarchs during World War One were like Victoria's grandchildren. Yeah, basically, yeah, she had a bunch. And the thing that she, <laughs> the thing that she did that was better than what her grandmother did it was like she actually let her children marry out. And like there was a book that I was reading about this actually, in which um, it talks about how Queen Victoria and Prince Albert really like part of their diplomacy was getting their children married out and, and all sort of all over the countries of Europe, basically, mm. which, you know, ended up having some success, but also, you know, was probably a little bit, you know, not ideal. Hold on. Let me see how many kids she had. Cause Charlotte had 15. How much? Oh, it was princess Caroline. Yeah. That was her granddaughter that died, by the way, that was the beloved. Yeah. and was like, she was like the princess of Wales. Um, and she, how many children the, Uh, Victoria have I have to see this anyway so this is really all like you know so that's all part of how that um why that why that mattered so much is because they wanted a line to continue and you know it did continue with you know Victoria and like which was actually a very cute cute is like strong but cool way to sort of end the story of Prince uh Queen Charlotte and um you know King George the third they only had they didn't have that many children how many children is that uh hold on Okay. Anyway, so but that so we struggle with the plot, and I don't know where we want to start because <laughs> I have okay. a lot of well, thoughts. Well, the first thing. <laughs> okay. Well, can we just start like not to dwell too much? So was the whole because that moment felt super fraught, like oh, like we have an heir for you, and I was wondering thematically, did he care about having an heir that much? Like I know everybody else did. Right? I think he but would I care. Like a- I think he would care because it's part of like the biggest th- like if he were lucid enough to care. Um, which was like, but like, there's definitely some part of him as like, that is, you know, the King of England, the King of whatever the United Kingdom was at the time that would care because they want their line to continue. Like that's part of like, no, I, I get that. Like in terms of extrapolating, but in terms of the story, like the way that it, cause at, at some point, I guess you're right. Cause I was like, the way she was talking was something that like they both had re- been really emotionally invested in. And I think this is like what my kind of qualm with it is that there were so many different threads of stories that I actually didn't really get like the, like I got that the whole realm cared about their era, but like that, I didn't really get that it was like this joint project. That no, like from the, the way the show, and, from the way that, by the way, Queen Victoria had nine children. Sorry, I had to just close that. Uh-huh. Um, loop on that. But the way the show displayed it, it definitely did not look like he cared. Because he was not like yeah. part of like those big conferences that Charlotte was having with her 15 yeah. children trying to figure out what was going on being like, and I have to understand, like I sympathize with her because it's like, how do you have 15 children and not one of them? Yeah. <laughs> At, like, you know what I mean? Like part of that was their fault though, because like Prince or King George had had like a sister or something that got married and ended up being in like a terrible marriage. It was like abusive. And so because of that, he mm. was like, when the moments that he was lucid, he was like scarred by that. So they kept their daughters close and didn't want them to leave, like, you know, England uh. to get married to other royal, other royal houses. If they had let them go, their daughters could have married earlier. So that was partially their fault. But the dudes, like all of them were just in love with opera dancers and actresses and like unsuitable yeah. women, like 15, all 15. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You know what my beef is? I think it was like, First of all, in the past, he didn't even seem to care that much about an heir. Yeah. He was just kind of like, oh, I guess I have to do it, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, they seem more interested in the project of integration and falling in love and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I just didn't get that the two of them were, like, that was their focus, yeah, right? Yeah. And then also, it wasn't anything the queen talked about in any of the Bridgerton things. I you know? know. And so I felt yeah. like 
I felt like that moment was supposed to be like huge payoff. Like it felt like, oh my God, everything was leading to this. And I just felt like it wasn't that hefty. You know what I mean? Because it was only dealt with really in that present storyline. And that was the first time we were really hearing about her kids and the air issues and anything. You Lack know what I mean? Continuity. And continuity so- in the Shonda Rhimes show, shocking. No way. <laughs> yeah. So that was like my one yeah. thing where I I, I, I think I was That's supposed really to feel – I was supposed to feel a lot more when they had that air and I just like did it, And it's because so – and part bad. of the problem is because they started writing Queen Charlotte after it became clear how popular Bridgerton was, right? And Shauna doesn't mm-hmm. write on the Bridgerton series. Like she doesn't, she doesn't write – like she's just like an executive producer. Queen Charlotte she actually wrote on. So like by that time – like yeah. what I also had a lot of – like part of my sort of like qualms with this is that – they didn't actually follow up for have continuity, even with what was going like and to your point, what was going on with Bridgerton in like Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte seems to like not like Brimsley. She thinks he's like a huge gossip. But then we find yeah. out that like just like once, like maybe that's small. But then we find out that he's like a big part of someone that has been a part of her life and following her around for like decades. And she's like speaking about him. And he's a, co- a huge confidant, a right? huge confidant. Like, but then she's, she like looks. Yeah, exactly. She, like looks like she looks to him for advice. And they've been like. Bosom buddies basically for this long time he follows like five steps behind her but then on Bridgerton he was like oh he's such a gossip like she's looking at him with disdain like at the very least like look at what you wrote (laughs) in the first two it's not like there's that many seasons like I find it's a better story for Brimsley and her to be buddies but then like why did you write it that way on the Bridgerton I don't get it yeah and then and also just like her children this is the time we're hearing or seeing any of them any of them and the other and and the the rest of Bridgerton she is so preoccupied about making matches for other people Mm -hmm. but you're like but if her kids were not having kids maybe because Caroline had one baby or like or like or Caroline existed she didn't care but it just felt like it it all felt very new and I just felt like I think my main qualm with this is that even the I I didn't get that like I aside from and we can talk about this like in a second like kind of getting a little bit learning a little bit more about how horny violet is i didn't think that there was much payoff for the present storyline i agree i didn't even like i wish they hadn't spent time like i found it unnecessary honestly it almost felt like they thought they had a weak story so they had to not that they had a weak story but they wanted to make sure connected to bridgerton completely so it wasn't just like a one-off bridgerton like prequel but it just didn't land for me like it felt very weak that didn't work didn't work and then they had like they had panel oh sorry spoiler i guess about who like you know lady whistledown is they have lady whistledown like being so like mean and like sniping yeah about queen charlotte and her children and it's like what like i don't know maybe because i read the bridgerton books you know eons ago but lady whistledown was never like that like biting or like mean in sort of like her like you know newsletters that she sent out like it was always like a little bit like it was like a little, a little shady, a little shady, but, but, but like it, not outright. But she wasn't like Perez Hilton. She yeah, like, like this outright, like exactly. That. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Like not this outright, like cruelty. Like I was like, Penelope, like Penelope, like mm, this is a lot. It's probably yeah. why I don't like her on the show, even though it's my favorite book, like generally, like of the series. Like I'm not re- excited for Penelope and Colin's story at all. Like I, I'm not. I like the actress. <laughs> I like the actress a lot, but I like her yeah. better, you know. On oh my god, the Dairy Girls, exactly. Oh my god, great show! Shout out to Dairy Girls, by the way. Yeah. Sad it's done. Uh, sad it's done. But like, yeah. yeah. So that that 
so I think that's like my first thing. I just like the 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 duels uh, timelines. I actually thought like I think I probably like this more than you in some ways. I think the past storyline had potential, but there was like too much to time divided between that and the present that I just felt like a lot of things like it didn't feel tight, right? Yeah. And so like if the quest for an heir was something like we could have spent a lot of time on that, and yeah. they, they would be talking about it as a couple more. Yeah. They would be saying like you know like we got that there was all this outside pressure, but they seemed too totally indifferent to it, yeah. right? Then there was like the racial stuff, which I actually think I it was better than i thought honestly like i, mm, I yeah we, we can disagree yeah. but like yeah. i did i was really nervous about how it would handle and given that this is just like fantastical i think the idea of like there being like just two separate worlds and there were like fancy black people and there were fancy white people but the fancy white people were the ones who actually had all the real systemic power mm -hmm. and the fancy black people just had a little bit of money mm -hmm. like even if it's a historical i thought there was like logically it made sense yeah, like, i think it true. worked that's right true. that's true yeah, I just I just felt and like and, and like I think that did a very good job of introducing Lady Danbury. And then also in terms of continuity, I think it did work. That race storyline worked because they did bring it up in season one. Like yeah. I talked to a lot of people who don't even remember this, yeah. but she's like explicitly was like the whole reason why the Duke's dad was so concerned about an heir was because of this peerage issue yeah. or this like um this inheritance issue. Yeah. right? Like they had worked so hard yeah. to make sure that the black people could inherit the titles. He wanted his line to continue. And Lady Danbury alludes to that yeah. in the first season, yeah. right? I remember because like, well, we talked about that. Yeah, like that's why yeah. we, we became. And I remember we like we sort we didn't like rip that to shreds. We just were like, listen, like we really need to learn a little bit more about like what this yeah. means. Like it feels like this isn't fleshed out. And to their credit, it's fleshed out. And they, here. And they fleshed it they out. They did flesh they it, fleshed out it out. I will say that they do flesh it out. They so do. I. Th I I thought that kind of worked, except for they didn't account for non-black and non-white people. I think yeah. that was a huge oversight. Completely. So that was the one thing. Which is weird. That is odd. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. But, yeah. And, so, and so the black people, like, were from Africa, and they had – and, like, it, I, I kind of, like, if you just think about it really quickly, fine, it makes sense. They had – they were from wealthy aristocratic families in Africa, mm -hmm. and then, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think she was from Sierra Leone, Agatha. Yeah. Um, so – I, I actually thought that that worked for the most part, yeah. but I think like in terms of the backstory, but then in terms of like, and I, and I think it worked to service really what it, the work it did was to service Agatha's story. Yeah. Like, her trying to figure out like, okay, now my husband's died. Like, mm -hmm. is it going to revert back or am I, you know, mm. I, am I going to um, mm. like, like get it for my children and yeah. then when she's like not able to do that where like and realizing she didn't have any money right so she didn't have a lot of security and kind of figuring out how to be independent even when she had been so kind of reliant on her husband you know that was and so i thought it was a great that was i was i thought it was a great genesis story right and the, to the fact that she, when she finally gets everything she wants um she has finally has enough freedom that when Adolphus like proposes to her, so um, Charlotte's brother, she says no. And so we understand why she has been like essentially this like old like widow for so long. She should have said yes, though, because but I get it. I get why she said no. Why? I just why do you think she should have said yes? I think she should have said yes because like get to bang somebody hot, right? Like No, but she you know she was still banging. I know, people. but That's get but I like I would have liked for her to have the experience of marriage in a way that was like and it's not what she wanted for herself, but I think it would have been an interesting story for her to have the experience of marriage in something that was not like this clearly like 
awful existence that it had been for her to like have this like chance to see what it was like to like, I mean, Charlotte is suffering, obviously they were all suffering, but for her to have a chance to see like a second chance at it, to see that it was not just like the only, it's not that the only possibility was bondage. Right. Like I would have, I think, so I think, I, I think that would have been an interesting story. I would have liked to see. It. I think it's an interesting story, but I also think that they, this is like one of the stronger points they make, which is like, a, a, like a woman's power at that time completely disappeared into her husband unless yeah. he was like a benevolent person, yeah. right? And I think she was someone who understood that better than anybody else. And so especially knowing her character and what she'd been through, I thought it was like, I thought it was kind of powerful that like she, because we knew even if Adolphus was bene- like nice, we saw what he did to his sister, right? When it push comes to shove, like women are just like, like, pawns on a chessboard yeah, right, for these yeah, people yeah. and so it to me like even if he was a nice man and like just given the time like she she would have lost all her power and she's for like sure. a woman yeah when she got pa- like so i actually i really liked i liked her saying like even though i liked adolphus or whatever yeah i thought it was like so in character for her to say no it's and not it very realistic we see in it's the- not very realistic but like yeah this but this is like a but i don't is- even know if it's not i, I it's because not she had already real, it's not i think all realistic it no really i don't like if if you are a woman who has already been married and you have money still like i i like why would you no like, i would understand if she needed him but like she she didn't need him yeah, That's but it's not realistic and for that have- type of society to allow for like it's very rare for that type of society as it's established to allow for a uh-huh. woman to be able to sort of like go around in life the way she was with her like attitude like cuz she she was young enough at the time. Like if if she were Lady Danbury yeah, okay. now. Okay, she a little If yeah, she were okay. Lady Danbury now for sure. Like obviously. Yeah. Or even like okay. 50. Fair. You know what I mean? But like yeah. at that time okay. it was like it's not realistic that at that age she would have been sort of been able to like just exist unmarried from that age until the age we saw her in like yeah, present okay. day. Oh, yeah. That's fair. So that's why I think is unrealistic. I like, listen, you're right. Like for the character arc, it's exactly the right choice. Like that is something yeah. that I think the show actually does really well um, for a show that's not very good in my opinion. But that's something that the show does really well. I will give it that. I'll give it that. It's not a good show. It's a sh- It's a shame because like, I was watching it being like, so we have six, you know, you have six episodes. And again, I don't say this to like, I mean, I do, but like to like crap on the whole thing. Cause like, I like, I, mm. I, it was interesting to watch it, but you know, you have six episodes, but you spend all of this time on like their honeymoon and them not engaging with each other yeah. and any of that. to the point that like, and then you have all these other storylines that Violet Ledger is like Violet Bridgerton is horny. And listen, like, I don't like fine. Yeah. Like, that's cool. We get to see that. It's friendship. good to see, like, older women. It's good to see older women. Desires. I get that you're doing that. But, like, so much of it became, like, it, like this is called Queen Charlotte. Why, are yeah, what we're, why is what we're talking about as being the most compelling is actually Lady Danbury. And then remembering yeah. that Lady, like, thinking and learning that Lady Bam- Danbury had an affair with Violet Bridgerton's dad and then became this whole thing. Like, yeah, if the story is Queen Charlotte. That was totally unnecessary. Why is that in there? Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. So like and the I central think, love like, story is like. So this is okay. Let's just get to the the point here. I think there is some beautiful stuff happening in terms of like they they have really beautiful moments mm-hmm, of connection. Mm-hmm. I I 
don't think this love story fully is fleshed out it's or not works. and i had a friend who said she she liked it because she was like oh well this is like not like kind of head over heels romantic love but it kind of shows like the work that goes into love that's just and true I think it that's does a good that. point that's a good but point. I, I i think that's i think that's a good point but i almost feel like they waited to like episode five to that's what that. really that's you know? exactly and what so i was that, trying to get that's at what, that's what i find so yeah. frustrating because it's like they have great chemistry like i will say that they do good on the chemistry and can i tell you like just like as an aside the actors um what's her name india Arma Tafeo. Arma Tafeo, yeah. And then the act, I think the guy's name is Corey Milcrease or Milcrease or something like that. Yeah. Um, they're go their press store is still going on and their chemistry is great. It's the type of chemistry where people oh, it's like nice. it's almost like uh, Noah Centineo um and Lana Condor chemistry where people are like, you guys should date in real life. Awesome. Yeah. Great. I miss those type of chemistry. Those sort of like, you know, pressers is like, wow, why aren't you guys dating? You should date. This chemistry is great. They're doing such a great job. That if I were only watching, like if I went watch and saw their banter in the press tour, I would think that their love story is the central piece of this and I have to watch it. Yeah. That's kind of why I even started watching it besides like, because of that, like I said, the, that banter we saw in that little clip. And then it's mm-hmm. like, wow, these are like tertiary characters ban- in the story yeah. that's called Queen That's Charlotte. The what the heck? Like we didn't get that much we didn't get that much banter. Nope. And I think I think they had just a fundamental problem because she when they're separated, there's not really much going except for he's being tortured, which is so terrible to watch even in one episode. I don't know why they made it a whole out. episode. It did not have to be yeah, that much it was just, time. Yeah. And and but then she's like kind of alone in a castle and so i think they just didn't have very much for them to do when they were apart yeah. you know so then they just started leaning in and all these other storylines but i think i felt like there was like a lot of potential there mm-hmm. but because we kept getting distracted by mm-hmm. all these other storylines mm-hmm. by the time they got together it was more sort of manufactured like i felt it because you're telling me i felt it rather yes. than i went on this journey with these yes. people do you know what i mean point. such a good point yeah, I was disappointed so by that. So that's like what I would say. I was very like, I will say that I don't think like I, I think it's interesting that they dealt with like the mental health, even though and there's back and forth on whether like because like they didn't know what it was. Right. But he was kind of exhibiting symptoms that were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And like it almost like it. it's kind of like kind of to serve the needs of the story, which fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, like but, like, hand wave but, it, but but that. Hmm. You'd, yeah, but like I thought, I thought that was a little confusing because it's like sometimes he's nervous, sometimes he's anxious, sometimes he has like dementia. But whatever, I don't want to be too picky. But like, but like I, the general idea of like how being ill or you know whatever can kind of keep you separated from people, I thought was interesting. Yeah. And I also like thought it was like a very progressive in some ways. I view that she was just like you are who you are. You know, and we'll just go with yeah, it, right? Like, this is just um, life now. instead of yeah. This is life. We're not going to try to like torture you so that you can conform to society standards of how you should be, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, like even though that's like a lovely thought, like it brought for everybody around him, it brought a lot of pain, lot. you know. And so I don't know if the show meant to like show that tension, but it does have a specific moment when Brimsley's talking to Charlotte about whether or not she's a good mother, and he was like, "You like our job here is to serve the king, and you did that really well." Mm. And I do think that, like, because of what he was going through, so much kind of had to do to sort of keep the kingdom propped up and, like, to hide it for a while. And, you know, and I I don't really have a definitive thought about it, but I just thought it was an interesting tension, right? Like, in order for her to let him be himself, there was, like, a lot of work happening in the background Mm -hmm. for everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I thought that was something that they did well, but I could have done without the torture. I thought, but I did think it was like sort of a heartbreaking storyline, yeah. and it did. I think if there was any payoff, it was like seeing that moment where he was lucid, and it was almost like for her that like the love, like she one she loved his entire him in his entirety, right? Like mm-hmm. I even saw an article where they said like someone pointed out that she like for who she was. She's like wearing outdated Georgian fashion. Yeah, the, just like to for the her to react. That's right. Just to, yeah. just to, you know. And so you have, you get, you get a better sense of how deep her love for him is, and like the whole list. But they don't actually and show think, that. Like, they don't show why it got so deep, and that's what I find. But really, you don't. That's, that's the thing. Really, they, yeah. it's, it, yeah, it has that problem in a lot of romance content where all of a sudden people are saying "I love you," and you're like, "Where did that come like, from?" What you know? So she's like, "I love," you know. He's and he and we get a little from him. He's like, "The moment I saw you climbing, I just like loved you." But it's like he didn't really interact with her that much. So how? And then it was like I mean, not that you can't have love yeah. at first sight. Like, don't get us wrong. Like, this is a romance podcast. You get that, but like, give us a little bit more of that. Yeah. It's it's I it's that like I guess, yeah. So story wise, you know that she loved him a lot and like but you just didn't see that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where I come out on yeah. it. I think I don't know. The other thing is like I what did you think about I thought that some of the gender stuff, like we talked about with Lady Danbury, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, like, I think that, what, what, what were you going to say? No, I think it's interesting. I think it just was like, it just felt like this, like, pick one. <laughs> and I'm not saying yeah, have a multifaceted yeah. story. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if it's done well, we can have this, like, we can, like, explore at least thorny gender issues and, like, sort of, like, like, to your point earlier, the complete, like, lack of choice for women when it comes to marriage and like having to be stuck within yeah. that within that time period and even you see like you know like marriage in and of itself for women is like it, it's especially in that time is something that is just like clearly a burden it can be it can be something positive but it's a burden in a lot of ways right and i think the story like yeah paints that and how it's a burden for lady danbury how it's a burden for queen charlotte how it's a burden for i guess for lord ledger i so i don't know like it's just like it's interesting like they do that which is cool and so I like the exploration, but I think I felt sort of like bamboozled as dramatic. I felt a little tricked because I thought I was getting one story. Then it was something yeah. else. And then like, I don't mind getting this story, but then tell it well. You know what I mean? Like instead of sort of like trying to have six of one, half a dozen of the other. That's sort of, sort of what I felt a bit. But what did you think? Yeah. Well, I think uh, to your point, I actually thought a lot of the gender issues could have been explored even in her relationship with yeah. um George like one of the things that really struck me especially like obviously like we talked about like the um Dobbs decision Mm -hmm. and then me living in Florida where the abortion laws are draconian like the thing that really struck me was like how much everybody just treated women as like breeders Mm -hmm. and vessels for the baby Mm -hmm. right so like when she was pregnant it's like you have the air in your your womb you can't do anything nobody cared about her right and I even like in modern times I know a lot of pregnant women say that like sometimes I feel like people like don't see me as a person Mm -hmm. it's just like me is like Mm -hmm. holding the baby you know because it's all about the baby it's all about the baby and like or me vis-a-vis like the baby and I thought that that they did a really good job of capturing that right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and I could I I mean I'm not writing it so but like we could have spent a little more time there you know and even like Lady Danbury we know what like her job was to be like essentially and I guess I'm going back to her plot so maybe she is the most interesting plot but like which is upsetting because it's Queen Charlotte no offense to Lady Danbury but why is she the most interesting (laughs) plot then have the show be called have the show be called Lady Danbury then don't tell me it's like have it call it Agatha 
Don't call it Queen Charlotte, Shonda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, like, that, all this stuff about her, like, just being, like, her husband never paying attention to her mm-hmm. and her invisible labor to get him to where he needed to be, but him always thinking it was about him, mm-hmm. how she just existed to be essentially, like, a receptacle for his sexual desire, right? Like, but all isn't that stuff that is super interesting. a lot of incel rhetoric now? Isn't that, like, what, do you what, I, like, what I find interesting is, like, she exists in relation to him in his mind, right? Like everything yeah. about her, like her having any interiority is not something that he even fathoms, right? But think about yeah. how even now in 2023 for marriage, for a certain type of man, it's like yeah. the yeah. woman, which so it does a good job of that, right? Like the parallels to what you still yeah. see about like what marriage means for women. It, it, like, totally, totally. Really very well done because like think about it, it's like, For a a certain type of man, because I don't want to generalize, right? I'm not a man hater, Mm -hmm. mostly. But like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For a certain type, it's like marriage is like their partner is all about like who they are in relation to to them, right? The concept of interiority, of like having something that that woman wants to do that is not being sort of an appendage to this man is foreign. I think about like the trad wife concept, right? It's very much of that trad wife like all of what we're doing is coming to yeah. build one person in this household and the house, the most yeah. important person, the most important figure always will be, even if they're children, it's the patriarch, it's the patriarch yeah. right? So like, it was yeah. very interesting to think of those, because as you were talking about, I was like, oh, think of the parallels that we see even now. And even with the Dobbs decision, like you said, like of a, how pregnancy sort of like can be dehumanizing in a way if you don't prop, if you don't like yep. have it, if you don't consider it the proper way to remember that there are two people at issue here that you have to care for yep. as opposed to just the baby, right? So like there are all these things that yeah. you're like, oh, wow, like we can see that even now. And so I'm not saying like, oh, like 2023 is like Regency era England. Like I'm not saying that, but there's just like they're interesting. But sort of- a lot of these ideas are very deep seated yes. and we can even see it exactly. in those concepts in exactly. the past, right? Like we see like the genesis of it. Yeah. Right? Like this didn't just arrive today. Yeah. And so I actually thought, I don't know if the show is intentional about it, probably, but I think it does a very good job with that for stuff. Sure, like, for I, sure. I, I thought personally. For sure. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. But to your point, it was like, it is called Queen Charlotte and it was super muddled. I think of like the first thing I would do is I just throw out the entire present plot line. It's we not necessary. It. Like very <laughs> happy Queen Victoria becomes a thing. Victorian era England yeah. is super like, you know, very pious and like ridiculously like moralistic and all this other stuff. So it was that great? Who even knows? But like, fine. But we didn't need it. Because if that was going to be a thing, like, yeah. why don't you make it a thing in Bridgerton season three with Penelope yeah. and Colin and leave Queen Charlotte and her like, you know, husband alone <laughs> yeah and then i think i i i was hesitant to take out the lady danbury stuff because it was the most interesting i know it was so, i know so, and that's so, fine it can, it can stay but then it should it be in plot a but, and plot b it can't be plot a yeah B, C, that's a D, plot b e, like f g yeah. and then oh wow that's right we had two people get married that like at, at the top of the season we should show that they're having a baby and they're really happy yeah, yeah. What? It was a lot. Also, I think even with Lady Danbury, I didn't need her thing with Lord Ledger. Why like, did that, that happen? Kind of that was out. unnecessary. Yeah. For what? For it to be yeah. awkward for Violet like and Agatha her- to talk about it later? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. And we since when are they like friends like that? Go. Like, yeah. They weren't friends like that yeah. in Bridgerton, actually. Like, I. I know the point was that she was supposed to have like a positive sexual experience and but like but to drag it out he's married it's also Violet's uh dad and then like, he like breaks his, breaks much. up with her by bringing Violet to their outing and it's like yeah. oh okay 
that's it just felt weird. super like yeah it felt like kind of like anticlimactic yes. that entire relationship yes. yes yeah yeah so i would throw that out i think if we're dealing with his mental health we can't just have an episode where he's being tortured i would have wanted to like kind of have seen its ramifications throughout yeah. right like in a subtle way it felt like they were just like oh we're gonna like just throw it all into one episode to show you like what he's going through because it almost feels like a little bit of a cop-out it just was a retread of what we'd already that. seen it's like if you want to actually develop yeah. the story then like show like how they're dealing with what we just saw at the end when he's yeah. like looking for Venus. Like, what is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We didn't even really get into that. Like, what happened after? Just, like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Listen. I think I had a I had a few questions, um, uh, which was, did we find their love story compelling? I think the answer is no. There's so, the, what's um, is a shame? Because I think there are seeds of a compelling love story there. There's, yeah, they just didn't definitely, tell it. Definitely. They just didn't tell it. Yeah. And I do... And I do like the idea of it being not an overly romantic love, mm-hmm. but like a love that like, and I, maybe this is what you're what we're getting to is that they kind of try to do it both ways, right? So like she's like has a crush on him, and then she's like ardently in love with him, and will drop like fight to the nail for mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. But that comes out of nowhere because I feel and and they have like all this crazy sex. Yeah, and I think like that because they want it to be like Bridgerton season one. They want the sensual stuff, yeah. but then like we want the like kind of like. I'm the hardworking wife and we like we're hard we're working very hard at this relationship even though we have a lot of like differences mm-hmm. and I don't fully know you exactly. and all that stuff yeah. and I, I almost feel like it would be simpler if you just kind of treated it as a second thing and then the passion came like later yeah like, you know I mean? yes yeah passion out of partnership you know which can happen yeah pa- yeah exactly which but I think they're almost afraid to do that because then it wouldn't be as like sexy sort of um sexy yeah. or sensationalist yeah. as Bridgerton. Yeah. So they didn't like fully lean into that. But I think that like I liked that comment my friend made because I think if it was truly they could had committed to that, that would be an interesting different type of Bridgerton story. Yeah. You know? And I would have I would have liked that a lot. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um so do we find this more or less compelling than main Bridgerton storyline? Does it add anything? I would say absolutely not more compelling than season two. Maybe on par with season one for me. Yeah. I mean, season two, you know, I had my qualms with season two. Um, so <laughs> I loved season two. I know. The chemistry was banging. The, like, that's for yeah, sure. The, chem- the chemistry <laughs> was out of this world. The acting, like, was better. But I just, Kate did her sister dirty. And I can't let it go. Yeah, she did. I can't let it go, man. I can't. <laughs> I cannot let it go. Like, literally built the foundation of her marriage on her sister's tears. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. And, and so um, do, the other question, does it add anything to the main Bridgerton storyline? I would say n- a little. A, a little, little bit more about but Queen not Charlotte, really. But... Like, I, and I wish it had. I was, I was expecting it to, but I don't think it does really. Yeah. Okay. And our final grade. Oh, great. I have to grade. Oh, because this is our review episode. Oof. I will give it. This is probably great inflation because I like the actors. I think the, I really like the young actors. I thought they did a really good job casting yeah. Arsima in India. So yes. Like I was so like, I just wanted to keep watching them. They were, honestly, I thought they were yeah. so good. And, but. I thought they were so good. And they were, like, perfectly cast for, like, the older versions. Yeah, right? like they, they did such very believable yeah, younger versions. Both of them did such a good job mimicking them. You know, yeah, I, I don't want to, like, don't come at me. But you know how, like, when Robert De Niro had to play uh, Vito Corleone and, like, 
Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. It's like a challenging because you had to take everything that like Marlon Brando had done, mm. but still imbue something new in yes, that character. And, he crushed and it. I felt yeah. like these, yeah. yeah. And I think these two actresses were quite good at doing they were the same so thing. Good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So because of the actresses, I will give it a B. Were not for them, I would have given it a B minus. I'm going to say that. But the actresses yeah. are why I'll give it I a think- B. I think I'll give it a B because it also had really good needle drops. Yeah. There was a lot of Beyonce. I know, this. but then also that, like, <laughs> I have, and I say this as, like, a proud member of the Beehive. I was like, this is a lot. Like, you can't just, like. <laughs> they had money this season. They had I was money like, this season. is this like, what happened Beyonce that bucks? you paid the money for the needle drops and didn't pay the writers? <laughs> Did you pick one? And you're like, you know what? The writing will suffer, but at least we'll have Beyonce. There had to be a way we to had, do both. Like, we had like, like we had half like of the Beyonce, Beyonce songs. We, and then like, yeah, you know, SZA, the better writing. We had Alicia Keys. They pay, they spent all the lot. money on they spent all the money on the licensing and not on the writing. And that's a shame. <laughs> that's a real pity, I have to say. But I did I was like, you know what? Give the coin to my sisters. Give it to SZA. Give it to Alicia Keys. Give it to Beyonce. Make money, make bank. Cool. Yes. But wow. There's so many. Yeah. That's where the budget went. There's so many Because you know jobs. what? The budget like, didn't go to the looks- costumes, but that's part for the course of Bridgerton. It never goes to the <laughs> costumes. Always looking like... Oh, Lord. I have a lot of thoughts. Honestly, I really yeah. do. I act- I, I'll give it a B. And you know what? I'll also give it a B because it pleasantly surprised me. I The race wasn't perfect. But, but it, it I tried. Really it went for it, honestly. Yeah, it went for it. And it was not yeah, and easy. I it was not easy race stuff. Yeah. Like, they actually went there. So I'll give, yeah. I'll give it to them. I mean... Is it a, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a low bar. It's not a low bar, but it is a bar. And they like, yeah. And, they cl- and I think there's like kind of a commentary, right? Like as a black person, even if you ascend, yeah. like how, like c- maintaining that for generations in a system that is like white supremacist is like Hard very difficult. Work. And so, and so I feel like that, I don't know if it was intentional, but the show kind of alluded to that. Yeah. And then magically, because there was a black queen, there wasn't a problem anymore. Oh, yeah. But still, this is the world we're aiming for, That's, right? Oh, for this sure. This is the world we're aiming for. <laughs> for sure. That's what we're aiming for. Uh, yeah, so it'll be. Okay, fair. So we're in agreement. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. We're aligned. Um, okay. You want to do our HEAs? Or is there, do you have one more question? Yeah. I think that's it. We're good to go. Okay, cool. Okay, so my HEA is Happy Place by Emily Henry. Um, and it's her, it's the latest Emily Henry you know, novel, another bestseller. I think it's better than the last book she had that was released last year that was sort of like a sort of a flip of your general like Hallmark movie type thing where like the, you know, the rich New Yorker goes to a small town and falls in love and never goes back. So Happy Place is about a couple, and I'm not going to spoil it. Um, Happy Place is about a couple that have been together since like college, like, or like just after college, like 10 years or whatever. And they're going through like, a breakup, but they don't want to tell their friend group. And so, but the friend group is going back to like one of their friend's summer home for like one last time before the friend's dad sells the summer home. And so it's like basically them as adults, like after college and med school, having different lives, like trying to keep the secret. And then they sort of fall back in love with each other. Or do they sort of fall back in love with each other? Is it possible? Who knows? What I liked a lot about this book, it was not just about the love story. A lot of it is actually quite women's fiction. It's about like friendship oh, and that. how friendship yeah. changes as you get older and how it has different phases and iterations and can it, can you still keep that bond or can you not? And I'm really interesting about like found family 
So friendship as friends, as family that you find and you build and you create are your people. And like what happens when your life is so drastically different from what you thought it would be? And how do you sort of like develop with that? And how does your love develop with that? Or does it not develop with that? And who are you? And is it okay if who you wanted to be five years ago is different? I really, I found it very compelling, especially like, as you know, as women going through various iterations of what our lives have been and will be, will continue to be. And having those conversations, I think with friends recently and like talking it through and Nan and I have talked about this a lot over the years. Like it felt very like, it felt so real. Like that was really cool. I will say mm. that I, I want Nana to read this because there is a part of the ending that I quibbled with and I want to see if Nana can guess it after she reads it, okay. but I will recommend it as my HEA happy place by Emily Henry. Okay. Um, well, I'm excited. I usually just like most, this, I can't even do HAs because I just mostly all the romance I read is stuff you recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so, victory! So, yeah, so victory! I'll be adding that to the list. Uh, but um, the one I read, I somehow found something Misan hadn't read yes. yet, which is called When in Rome, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually quite cute. It's about like this woman, stage name Amelia, uh, or no, her real name's Amelia Rose. Her stage name is Ray Rose. And she's like kind of at the height of her career, major pop star. It's not clear like what kind of music, but she lives in Nashville. So it's I like think Taylor, like Taylor Swift. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift. Yeah, like yeah. a Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, and she is like just so overwhelmed with her life. Like her mom is like, she has a strange relationship with her mother with whom she's very close. She has all these pressures of like, fame right Mm. like paparazzi all these places she has to be she's just she's getting burnt out Mm. and so she wants to like um run away and she's like kind of a basic bitch and that she's obsessed with audrey hepburn who i love but in the way that she's like i'm gonna like model my life after it's very college freshman remember when we were freshmen and then we got posters (laughs) and it was like breakfast at tiffany's very college freshman yes exactly (laughs) so but she's so obsessed with um audrey hepburn that she like basically like kind of follows life advice through Audrey Hepburn movies. She watches Roman Holiday. Oh, so this is her Roman Holiday experience. Got it. All right. So she's like trying to look for like Rome and then she finds like there's a place like Rome, Kentucky or something. So ah. she drives out there and she gets like her car gets like stuck in front of this very handsome man's house. Um, and so she like doesn't want to go back home and um, he's kind of grumpy and doesn't want her around. Mm. His name's Noah. But eventually she kind of because the town is kind of all, it's a small town, you know, it's one of these books that's about the virtues of small town living. Mm. Um, And they like heavily encourage him to like keep, like basically pressure him to like keep her, right? Like for a few days until her car's getting fixed. Cause her like, like the one mechanic in town is like, it's going to take two weeks or like a week or whatever to get your part. I forgot. And so she and Noah, like, even though he like is doesn't want her around wink wink he does mm-hmm. um she's like kind of like weaseling her way and charming her way into his life and they like are starting to find an attraction with each other but obviously can they make it work because of the her lifestyle and his lifestyle because mm. he does not want to leave this small town he had once done it because he had but got burns in like doing so and so wants to stay at home wants to stay away from women mm. um but I, thought was, I thought it was super cute yeah women be evil or at least women who have like big ambitions outside of the town ah, very evil <laughs> yeah yeah but um, so you thought because I've, I've been like looking at it in the library and be like do i get this do i not get this so like the fact that you recommend it means i'll read it now so but, yeah i thought it was cute yeah. i thought like i mean some of the some of the like 
I don't know. It's in a Hallmark way, right? Like some of the mm-hmm. like virtues of small town things are kind of like sometimes can be a little like cloying to me a little, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like everybody knows everybody's business. My second grandmother is a black woman and there's no other black people in town. You know, like. But that's got, not like, on purpose. It's just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but they like made a point to be like, she's black, which I don't know why they did that. Because they want to be sure that, you know, they're not. It's Rome, Kentucky, but they're not racist in the small town Kentucky. Yes, why would they? Exactly. They would never. Kind of it, did you ever watch a heart of dixie it's like oh you know, yeah that kind of oh my god Magnolias. oh yeah <laughs> when they like harder they're like oh we have a black mayor we just love him yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, hmm. and he's dating the southern bell white lady nobody cares it's perfectly <laughs> fine like it's so, called heart of dixie it's called heart of Okay. <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> sure. We'll yeah. Go with but that. that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's my one quibble. And I think I'm sensitive to it because there is like a revisionist Southern like genre that loves doing this. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely kind of one of those. But otherwise. Got it. Got it. Because okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. they made a point to be like, she's like my grandmother, even though she's black and I'm white. They some lied. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I see that was beneath you, whoever wrote this book. You could have been more subtle. <laughs> and then I was like, are there any other characters who are black? No. That ha- okay. Oh, you mean well. black people that can be part of like a main plot? What if one of the black people was like the female, like was like the main character and yeah. was the lead? Well, that's what. I literally was like, oh, maybe she is. Because something about it, I was like, maybe she is. And I like looked and I was like, blue eye. No, it's not. Look at the cover. She's not. I want it one, it one definitely... of these days. I want that to just be a thing that happens. Like you, if you're if you are all in, like if you say you want DEI, right? You're all in on equity because you're like, look at me. I'm so progressive. I put a black character in this book. Why don't you just have the black character be one of the love interests? Just try it. I just know. try it. But I think. Even though we're getting on a tangent, I think oftentimes if it's hard for white authors, which I'm sympathetic to, like to write, they're afraid to write characters of color because they might mess up, which they might. Let's be real. <laughs> so, I, but you know who did it well? Fuck. My girl, Vernon. Fari, Fari McFarlane, man. She did that <laughs> well. I was really, she, she did really, it well. She really she tried. Did. She really tried. She ha- she called her black girlfriend up and she was like, girl. I believe she has two. Because that's not just the work yeah, of one. Has two. She has at least she two. Has <laughs> two. <laughs> she has at least two black friends. So, but I, yeah, but I, I think that's why we don't see that. Yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. But it's like, suck it up, guys. Figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a. But I was just definitely like, you really went out of your way to tell me this one old lady's black and everybody loves her. You know what happened? I bet that author got, this is pure (laughs) speculation. We don't know this woman. We've never met her. Now we're just like talking. Um, But I bet one of the notes she got was like, let's try to make this a little bit diverse so people don't think they're racist. She's like, how can I make it? it. She's like, how do I make it diverse? I already wrote this manuscript seven years ago. You know what? That might be it. Surrogate grandmother is black. Got him. I was going to say Kobe, but I feel like we should. I shouldn't say that. So cut that out. No. Got him. (laughs) Cut out the Kobe. Yeah. And even as I think, wow, because this is like 
we are nitpicking but like the whole point is that she was she, this black woman was like best friends with his grandmother and i was like that would have been during the segregation of south most likely like it just didn't add up to, <laughs> you know how my mind works it's not curling <laughs> they're over like, they've been best, it's not curling they're like, they're like they've been best friends they were best friends since little girls and i was like i was like doing the math and i was like really in rome kentucky <laughs> rome kentucky a town that decides that they're going to name themselves after a famous multicultural European city and not care and just go with it. Then you can try to change the name later. Can't even be New Rome. They're like, no, we're Rome, Kentucky. We're that Rome, place Kentucky. was fine with two, like a black, a little black girl and a little white girl being friends, buzzing buddies, Jim Crow era. Okay, sure. We're so skeptical. We're just like the most skeptical. I'm people. not buying it. <laughs> And to be fair, and maybe it wasn't in the heart of Jim Crow, but it was definitely, they weren't comfortable with full integration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so like 1981. <laughs> okay. I, we got we to gotta cut it off we before I get more cynical. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. All right, Rob okay. We wanted this to be shorter, and I don't know that we accomplished that, but we love you guys. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.